With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Welcome to the H2P Podcast here on DK Sports Radio. I am your host, Chris Carter. As always, getting y'all the pit talk that y'all need. It's the Thursday episode, which means we're talking football. I know, I know, Efton reads on everyone's minds. We'll get get on about that Saturday. But football talk-wise... I want to address specifically the offense in the show. Now, I know the last what, last week I talked about the offensive line, but there's been some interesting stuff we've been getting from Pitt during these spring, spring practices about players that are contributing to the offense and making things a little different. I'm going to first lead off with the tight end position because I wrote a piece about this when Pat Narduzzi spoke uh, earlier this week on Tuesday, and... He was talking about how, because I've been talking about how the, you know, I wrote a whole piece about how the offensive line needs to do this and the running backs are doing that. And we talked about that last week. But one factor that he brought up that I have to admit I neglected to mention in the last podcast episode were the tight was the tight end position. Because they didn't have tight ends. They haven't had tight ends. It's just not been a strength of theirs for years. And last year, yes, they took a huge hit because they were expecting Lucas Kroll to be the guy. And then he got hurt, like, in the first game. And then he was out for the entire season. But this year, things are looking a little bit different, at least in spring ball. For one, we have to acknowledge last year was a pandemic year. A lot of things were weird and just all the other things that that went into what it was. But this year, they're getting the spring practices in. And I heard some excitement about Lucas Crow last year, but I'm hearing real excitement this year. Now, I have to admit, I haven't seen any of the practices. COVID still restricts things. We haven't been to the facilities, but we will be able to attend the Blue and Gold game. And I will be talking about that right here on this podcast network, as well as writing about that on DKPittsburghSports.com, where if you're not a subscriber, get on it. We'd be doing the, our doggone thing over there. But... One thing that is being made clear to us from Pat Narduzzi and from several teammates of uh, of these guys is that there's two tight ends right now that everyone should be looking at. One's the aforementioned Lucas Kroll, Florida transfer from last year, didn't get to play, came back, got another year of eligibility because of the eligibility waiver, thanks to the pandemic, and now he 
gets to try again. And there's a lot of hype around this guy. Narduzzi even slapped the phrase first round material when he was talking about him earlier this week. Now, I've heard Narduzzi praise people and say certain things, but I've never heard him say uh, that last year, first round material. So that could be complete hype. That could just be him just, you know, just trying to pump up his man. But it does seem like every everyone's kind of like, man, we need this guy. Uh, Brennan Marion, uh, the new wide receivers coach, was was taught was was tweeting about him and saying how this guy this guy's looking like a game changer for Pitt. And they need Lucas Crow not just to catch the ball over the middle, but to block and to give you that double that dual threat. Now the thing is about Lucas Crow is you still would like a number two option. And let's face it, the guys they had last year, like Kai Wright, you know, they tried hard. I'll give them that. Like, they, they, these guys, they didn't give up on the games or nothing like that. It's not like these guys are, are horrible, but it's just they, they weren't getting the job done. I remember, I think it was, I forget which game it was, but Wright dropped like a wide open touchdown. It was just like, oh my, that's a problem. Not that that wasn't a problem for a lot of Pitt Panthers last year, but still, you get my point. But it appears that there has a that there has emerged a clear number two option at the tight end, and he's a freshman. Gavin Bartholomew. And I've counted at least three times now in my notes that during these spring practices that Pat Narduzzi has gone out of his way to mention how strong Gavin Bartholomew's been. And not just as a receiver, but as a blocker. And that is where the element of the run game that we should talk about, we were about to talk about right here on the show. Because when you think back to Pitt's formations and the sets that they used last year, it was wide receiver heavy. Because that was their most talented position, at least on offense, outside of Kenny Pickett. But when you had Jordan Addison and Tazier Mack and, you know, Shockey and Jared, you had all these guys that were just talented at the wide receiver position, you needed to get them on the field. And you didn't have tight ends. But as you know, football mind thinkers out there, the, if the, the wide receiver position is not your optimal blocking position either. And when you come out with tight ends, you give yourself a little bit more of a chance to beat guys at, you know, at the line of scrimmage and open up more holes for your run game. And one thing we've been talking about is Pitt threw the ball a whole lot last year, kind of like the Steelers did. But it came back to bite them when they didn't have a balanced offense because their running game wasn't there. Now, they weren't dead last like the Steelers were in the NFL. They were 10th of, uh, I think they were, excuse me, they were 13th of 15 teams in the ACC. So pretty close. But still... That's where I think the biggest progress can be made. If they can go those 12 personnel formations, which we see a lot more teams in the NFL incorporating into their schemes, because then it says, okay, the defense has to be, all right, well, they can, both these guys can block us pretty well and they can go out and catch the ball. We got to be mindful of both. That can open up more opportunities, both for Kenny Pickett on play action and, and catching the defense off guard and open up opportunities for Vincent Davis to get some get some uh, you know some creases and hit and hit the daylight because Vincent Davis I think he does have that home run speed and also Pat Narduzzi did say Izzy Israel Abanaconda he's been he's been showing that home run speed as well in practice and he had a couple runs that have that have made him you know raise his eyebrow now a lot of people were hoping Izzy came on strong last year hasn't happened yet but maybe Maybe he pushes Vincent a little bit this year. Now, Pat Narduzzi still has said Vincent's his number one running back. That hasn't changed. But in this spring game, 
it could be interesting to bat to see who battles and who gets who gets more looks and sets up their pole position for summer training camp because that's all this is about right now for the guys that are competing you're you're working to get better you're working to 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 figure out some things and to 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 figure out what you need to work on for the rest of the year and then you're also working to set up so that when summer camp starts you're in the spot that you want to be in to be competing and protecting your spot uh when summer camp opens because they'll because it will still be open all the positions will still be open then except for kenny pickett and jordan addison and the obvious guys but tight end position could help that situation with the running back room. They get more creases open with, with the blocks out on the edge, especially on the edge. If they can seal outside linebackers and defensive ends a little bit better, and you let some of these speedy backs hit hit off tackle and, and, and use that speed to their advantage and get some one-on-ones down the field with safeties and space, that, that guy could have some promise for this pit offense. And again, you want to have guys over the middle. And when you have tight ends who can get open in the middle of the field, catching traffic and run through some guys like the way Lucas Kroll is supposed to do, that makes the job of the quarterback easier. Because then those are often closer targets in the middle of the field, easier targets. And then if you start hurting teams, then that means that they can't pay as much attention to players like Jordan Addison or Tazier Mack. And then you start playing with people. But you need that balance. You need that 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 part of your offense that's going to make put it, you know, keep putting things together. The tight end position could be the glue piece that none of us really expected to be there for the Panthers on offense this year that changes things around. Now, of course, this is still just spring ball. All this could flip around and not mean much come fall. I'm telling you that right now, that the, this this kind of, there's always hype behind something every year that, that that doesn't actually come to fruition. But we will get to see these guys in action for the blue and gold game on April 24th. Two Saturdays away now. Wow, time flies. So we will be keeping you up to date with that on DKSports.com because I really think with Kenny Pickett back. There's some interesting things that could be going on with this offense this year. Don't sleep on them. There could be some points being put up. But there's other players I want to talk about, too. Because we all were hyped about Jordan Addison, but Tazier Mack. I had an interesting conversation with him with the Pittsburgh media when we talked to him. I want to get into what he said after this. Quoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. 
Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Welcome back to the H2P podcast here on DK Sports Radio. I'm your host, Chris Carter. We're continuing to talk about pit football here. And like I said, I was ta- I wanted to talk about Tazier Mack and what he said to us in the Pittsburgh media availability he had this week. Because Tazier Mack was admittedly a bit of a disappointment last year. And he was pretty quiet. You know, the year before, Pitt won a bowl game. And he caught the game-winning catch, even though it wasn't a big bowl game. It was still really cool. It was like, okay, well, Kenny Pickett gets that guy back. That's cool. Um, and he looked pretty solid. Well, as the year kind of wore on, you saw him kind of disappear, and you, you weren't sure what was going on. He dropped some really huge passes in some games. I think it was against uh, North Carolina State, where if he had caught a pass in the end zone, they'd probably win that game because they lost it by one point. Um you know, there's a there's a there's a few different things that you know, he had a rough year on, but you know, you, you, he can't he's coming back for 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 another year using the eligibility waiver, and you know, we got a chance to ask him, you know, what do you see yourself working on? And one thing he said, you know, the main thing was he wasn't believing in himself a lot last year. He was doubting himself and thinking about other things. And when you're thinking like, okay, well, what's going into that? And he, he revealed he's like, hey, I had two surgeries last year. He said I, I had a herniated disc that I had to get repaired, and it just it kept lingering and coming back, and then I wasn't believing in myself. I didn't know how fast I could go I always was always worried if it would pop out pop again or something and that's like oh okay well that is something to consider that is something that you want to keep in mind um you know because when, when you when you can't trust your body you can't go full speed and that's something that Pat Narduzzi like you know how I mentioned Gavin Bartholomew and how he's brought him up every time he's spoke spoken during the spring practice sessions Pat Narduzzi has made sure to mention how Tazier Mack has been, quote-unquote, excellent, outstanding, you know, really good thing, really good adjective. That's what he's saying about Tazier Mack. And, you know, you know, some of us are kind of like, okay, because you know, the Pitts receivers, they had a problem dropping the ball last year. It was just a major thing. Um, but, you know, Tazier Mack talked about how, you know, what's what's really helping him is because he trusts his body now. And he said, I'm going full speed. And he hasn't missed a single practice. And he said he feels really good about that. And that's something that you can hang your hat on if you're a Pitt fan looking to see him make the, make the next step. Um, and, and what's really interesting is that Pitt's receiver room has the potential to boom this year. When you look at Jordan Addison, who was first team, you know, freshman, all ACC uh, with, with the numbers that he had. Uh, then you have Tazier Mack, who you're hoping can get it on, get on, get things going again. Shocky Jack Louis, um, uh, who you know, who's a, who's a nice big body. Jared Wayne's pretty tough. Um, I, I'm really excited for Jalen Barden because he looked like a burner last year, and Tazier Mack brought him up himself. He was like, "Oh no, Jalen's looking is looking pretty smooth out there." Um, you know, if they if they can put together a really good receiving crew that that, that gets in sync with Kenny Pickett and they limit those drop passes they had last year. That can probably win you two more two more of those games. At least the ones they they lost by one point to Boston College and North Carolina State. And imagine that last year. Instead of being six and five, they would have been eight and three. With their three losses being to Miami, Notre Dame, and Clemson. Two of those teams were in the college football playoffs. I think that people might have said, you know what? Okay, Pat, with that kind of year. And yes, there's 
plenty of other places you could point to. You could point to the defense giving up big plays at times. You could point to Kenny Pickett being out for you know for two of the games that they lost. You could point to you know Alex Kessman whiffing on an extra point in overtime against Boston College, and that being the reason they lost at Boston College. Um, you could point to, you could point to a number of things, but. That's that was the problem with Pitt was that it kept being like, oh, if they fix this this thing over here and they fix this thing over here, and eventually it was like, you know, trying to plug up all the different holes in a ship that's sinking. And eventually you're running out of things to plug them with because you have so many problems. But when you start plugging plugging those holes and you start fixing some things, that's how you get better. That's how your ship gets to floating. And if the wide receiver room can be a, you know a major asset for this team. It could change things. And, and Pitts, they've got some interestingly deep groups. You know, the linebacker group with Servasie Dennis and Wendell Davis and Cam Bright uh, and, you know, and Phil Campbell. And, they, 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 and then they got a younger dudes that's coming along this year. They, they got a lot of potential there. The defensive front with Devin Danielson, who we also spoke to and uh, Pat Narduzzi said is the best defensive, t- defensive in, uh, interior defensive lineman that they've got right now that's been playing. He's still got Kalijah Kansi. Um, you're hoping that Deslin Alexander takes the next step uh, and becomes a, a big edge rusher for for for, for the Panthers. Um, you know, maybe a Dayon Hayes shows up. Uh, you know, they got Nikai Johnson in this year's class. Naquan Brown could show up. They've got a lot of guys who could fit a lot of different holes and challenge there. And then the secondary, which I've gone over before, and I will go over in more detail when we get to see them more in this spring. But of all those groups, the receiver group might be the deepest. Jordan Addison. Gets after it. As long as he doesn't fall off, which according to Pat Narduzzi, he's not in these practices. Because what will happen on occasion is that you know a freshman like Jordan Addison will will get will do really well, and then not feel the need to work as hard or show up as much and be like I'm the man, and then fall off his second year or at least you know stagnate like he just doesn't improve because he feels like he's always already arrived. That doesn't appear to be the case with Jordan Addison. And that's a really good sign. But for Tazier Mack, I mean, I got to tell you, this, this young man seemed very, very, uh, you know, I, I, very impressionable, very, very likable. Um, you know, when we were talking to him, you know, he he brought up a lot of the challenges that, he, that he's faced. And, and not in the kind of way that was making excuses for himself. Because he talked about how just this spring he lost his grandfather. And he wasn't able to go home for the funeral. And how that hurt him a lot, and it made him not want to get out of bed. But he knew, uh, but he knows that 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 wouldn't be what his family wanted. And he's, you know, he's 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 fighting through all that. And he says that you know part of the swagger that he has comes from his family. It comes from you know you know, it comes from his background, how he grew up. And you know, and he always has to go out there with his head held high. I get the I get the sense from Taysier Mac that he's. He's got a lot more going on in his brain than, than, than he lets on to people. Because he did have a really good play, but I believe it was against Syracuse where he, where they thought he was down by contact and he broke up for a long touchdown. And that play really put them over the top in that game. It might have been Louisville, but I was pretty sure it was Syracuse. But, you know, he talked about how he how he knows he needs to improve this year. He also talked about how Brennan Marion, the, the team's new wide receiver coach, he said that he's, he's a change of pace, and he's pushing players, and he's getting to know them different. He's asking them different questions, and he said that's changing a lot of guys. It's forcing them to look at themselves a little bit more. And he also brought up how he's had quite a few receiver coaches. You know, Chris Beatty just left and went to the Chargers, I believe. 
and he's and he said, I, I've been around this game. This is what my, I think he's his sixth year in college football because of the thanks to the waiver last year. He's like, I've I've had my fair share of receiver coaches, but this guy's different. And if Brandon Marion can really be different for pit for pit wide receivers and get them to focus in more and make less mistakes and become better playmakers, man, look out. Because you already know Kenny Pickett can, can get in there and deliver the football. Is he Trevor Lawrence? Heck no. We, we know he ain't that. But we know that he's a warrior. And he'll go out and fight for you. And he'll give you a chance to win any chance he's anytime he's on the field. And frankly, the only game that they were in la- that he played in last year that they didn't have a chance to win was Clemson. And that's because they're Clemson. But he needs people to ride with him. And we've talked about the running game. We've talked about now the tight ends and the receivers. Pat Narduzzi also said Marcus Miner fitting in at left guard really well. Owen Drexel looking like Jimmy Morrissey Jr. That's what they're calling him now, little Jimmy. Three-way battle, offensive tackle between you know three guys that they really like in Carter Warren, Gabe Hoy, and Matt Gonsalves. And Jake Cradle's looking really good at right guard. I'm telling you, man, this pit offense, they may have something to put together for this ACC. Not otherworldly, not get them to the college football playoffs good, but com- really compete in the ACC. Put some points up and look competent next year. And if they do that, who knows? Maybe they'll maybe they'll be pushing for a division title at the end of the season. And maybe they'll get a shot at the ACC t- championship game when all said and done. But we got a long way to go before then. I'm Chris Carter. I'll be back in your ears later this week talking more on Pitt basketball. We got some NFL draft talk with Dale Lolly. But as always, keep subscribing to DKPittsburghSports.com and subscribe to DK Sports Radio to get all of our takes. We've got all the takes coming up tomorrow morning, Friday, where DK is going to be giving a big roundup. There was Pirates baseball and Penguins hockey to talk about. And, of course, the new Ramon Foster show, all on this network. Check it all out for free. Rate us five stars as a positive comment. All of it helps. I'll talk to you all soon.